Relationships are messy and people's feelings get hurt. Who needs it? We're young. We live in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Might as well have fun while we can and save the series. Yeah, but wait, wait. What happens if you fall in love? What? Well, you don't believe that, do you? Oh, uh, what? Hello there. Hi. Welcome to the Sarcastically Optimistic Podcast. It's been quite a while. I have no idea why I keep saying that. But it's nice to have you here. And I am glad that you have taken the time to click on this, whatever it may be, whatever the title may be. See, I kind of figure this out on my way through this process. I kind of wing it, as some people say. I am your host, Romel Requeme. This is an interesting time. I'm not really sure how many people listen to this, but I'm glad that you, specifically you, are here listening and taking the time to actually listen to this voice. And for those visual listeners out there, this hair. This hair has been washed very thoroughly because it is 100 degrees outside. I came from Florida, and this is worse. I don't like it. It is 100 degrees, there's no air conditioner in this room, and I feel disgusting. So your boy hopped in the shower, and here we are. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen to this. Why was this podcast created? It is a conversation, okay? We've established this many times over, but I just want to welcome you to this conversation. It's not a podcast about just me, 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 about what I want and what I learn and all that stuff, but it's something of a conversation which we can actually gather all of the information from all pieces of life, from your life, from my life, what we are all collectively learning, and possibly talk about topics that may resonate with you, maybe in this point of time, in time, excuse me, this point in time, and all the way around. Maybe you are going to experience it in the future, but we all experience obstacles. Life is unpredictable in many, many different ways, but what we can do is be there for each other. So I have created this podcast. We have created this podcast. This is a community effort. I keep forgetting, but I just want to let you guys know that this podcast was created for everyone, was for created for you, for, for me, and um, mostly it's a, it's a community effort, right, for us to talk our, our insecurities out and also um, hopefully take across lessons that many people can take to heart and really apply to their own lives. So thank you for being here. I apologize if I very, I was very monotonous for that fir- first part, but I just want to welcome you back to this podcast. But if you're new, welcome to this podcast. It is aptly named Sarcastically Optimistic because um, on my resume, it says I am sarcastic uh, and at times I am optimistic. So why not combine the best of both worlds, as Hannah Montana said. So... It has been a really long week for you, probably. It was a very long week for me. Um, I did spend some great quality time with my Florida family uh, over the past weekend. We kept it safe. It was great. And shout out to, to Joey for inviting me to Phil Fest. It was, it was great connecting with old friends and new friends and everything. Um, and I'm just so glad to know, right, like that portion, which I was talking with my mom in the previous episode about the importance of travel, right? And uh, it's something that we do as a family, and it's really what we take to heart. And now it is, you know, very clear. You know, we went to Florida to spend time with our family and our friends and things like that. In a short weekend, we literally just a weekend, uh, humidity, rainstorm, everything you can think of 
happened during that weekend. It was a wonderful weekend regardless. So yes, traveling really opens up not just the mind of all the different cultures and just the land that's out there that's beyond your own hometown, but also opens your heart to a lot of uh, a lot of experiences. So considering that, I do want to talk about this topic that has been kind of marinating in my mind for a while. And it's one of my most valued books of all time. Um, actually, the, the topic, it, this book revolves around this topic. And this idea of which we go about our day and things like that, we've talked about it many times over, that the most invaluable piece of currency that we have in all of our lives is time, how you spend it, right? That's why we say spend time because you're actually investing it in things or refusing to invest in certain things. And one other thing other than time that hopefully you've come across listening to um, these conversations is this sense of control, right? You are always the captain of your ship. Like no one is, you shouldn't be waiting for someone to rescue you at a certain point. You have to take the helm of the ship that you are driving, which we call life, right? That poem, my captain, my captain, right? That you are the captain of your own ship in any sort of way, right? So those are the two main principles just to put it out there in front of you uh, just like drawing it on a board for you is time because you do have that time and also that control or what we say autonomy. Autonomy meaning freedom, that control and freedom that you have to, you know, they kind of feed into each other, that freedom that you have to work with the time that you have to spend time with certain things and you have a choice at the end of the day, right? And there is this topic which we call essentialism. <clears throat> Essentialism. Essentialism. Essentialism is written by a guy named Greg McCohen, right? The, dis the discipline and pursuit of wanting less, but, you know, maximizing uh, your gain out of something. Uh, that sounds like a gamble, but it's not really. Essentialism, going from the word essential, right? What is essential to you? And if you can tell, these podcasts really pose a lot of questions. And in this particular episode, I just want to pose what is essential to you? What does the word mean? Last time we defined what productivity is, what hustle means, all that. I guess, what does busy mean? But what is essential in your life? And that is a topic that we don't really sit with, right? We're passively going through life on autopilot and we just you know, hope the best things happen and the experiences come to us and things like that. But at the end of the day, like we've said in the previous episode, you have your own unique likes and dislikes, right? And ultimately what you like and what you value is what is deemed essential to you, right? It is essential for you to eat eating, you know, two to three times a day, hopefully drinking your water, drinking your liquids. It is essential, essential meaning it is vital, for life, right? And that doesn't mean like to, to live, to breathe and things like that, but life as in, are you living life to the fullest? Are you cutting down to the real essential things, right? Like what do you say? Like when you travel somewhere and travel is a big thing again, what are the essentials, right? Like you, and this is a big clothing brand. I've been seeing a lot of essentials, like on the, the, on people's like chest right here. Oh, that sounds wrong. Like, you know, when they're wearing a sweatshirt, like it says essentials on it. 
you probably seen some, you know, some hype beasts or some, you know, really hippie guys wearing essentials or fear of God clothing, as they call it. But rather than the brand itself, let that word be a ringing reminder in your own life. What is essential to you? Maybe to them, what's essential is literally the sweatshirt because it says essential. But no, beside that, what is essential to you? And what really brings you life, right? Like what is the one that's reinvigorating you, that's providing you with more energy than you left it, right? And this book called Essentialism, written by Greg McCohen, opens up with this scenario in which Greg, right, the author of the book, works a typical corporate job, and he is about to enter a meeting, things like that, and he is receiving texts that his wife is going into labor and things like that, and he's stuck at the corporate office. He doesn't really know exactly how to navigate this because it, it is a make-or-break meeting at this corporate meeting that he's about to attend. And, you know, he... He was sitting down. He's just like, I don't know what to do. I really don't know how to go about this situation uh, to choose my job or my wife, which no one should deserve to have that sort of fork in the road for them. And the boss essentially asked him, can you have the baby later? Which is, if you think about it, kind of messed up. Like, what? Who does that? Anyways, he received that message or he had this conversation with his boss and says, hey, can you postpone having that baby? Because this is really important. This meeting with, you know, Sony to have, you know, Tobey Maguire. No, like it's basically saying, hey, can you please tell your wife who is currently in labor to kind of keep the baby inside just for like a day or two so we can finally finalize this conversation and this deal with Chris Rock and Will Smith, okay? Well, no, I'm just kidding. But is that correct, right? And a lot of people would think it's an, it's an easy choice, right? To Okay, of course the kid, but for some people, it might be a little more convoluted than that. And to think about, of course, we would say, yes, choose the child. And Greg thought the same thing. This is a point in his life where he, in this exact moment, he realized that the choice, the power of the choice fell on him, right? If the choice fell on the company, of course, if they were puppeting him and around and stuff, then of course he would go about that meeting, tell his wife, hey, hold it in for a second. But no, the choice fell on him. And of course, he chose the child, which is great. And it goes back to what is essential. Going back and securing this deal between whatever and whatever in this corporate world, or is the experience of being there for the birth of my first child is that the one that's truly essential so that is the, the that is the situation he was greeted with and of course he chose to see his little children little children little child being born right i'm gonna use a lot of voices i just want to try to make this exciting for you i really apologize for this monotonous voice of mine but essentialism goes back to what is essential to you. And that doesn't really mean anything materialistic. It doesn't have to be something materialistic. You can't just say like, oh, like this monkey statue that I have is my essential. His name's Darwin, by the way. It's pretty great. He's sitting on the top of books and he's looking at a skull for my visual listeners out there. It's a great, I might make stickers of this guy as a trademark of this podcast. It's, it's really great. Darwin's a great guy. No, like it can be materialistic, your essential things, 
But what is essential to you can also be intangible. It doesn't have to be something intangible, meaning that you can't physically touch it. Um, It can also be your relationships. It can be certain things that you feel right? The the freeness that you feel when you're traveling or the freeness that you feel when you know that you have the choice, right? And this is going to be the first out of many episodes I'm going to be talking about this topic of essentialism because it kind of boils down to a very, I know a lot of people hear about stoicism and it's becoming really, really dominant in the social medias, but this is something I've been reading about for quite a while, stoicism. Um, and it's an important topic because essentialism boils down to the most important stoic lesson and the stoic principle, which is when you wake up in the morning, what are the things that you can control? Now, what are the things that you can't control? Right? So the question is, what are the things that you can control and the things that you can't control? Right? So let me give you a scenario. For instance, someone's upsetting you, right? They're just saying these really rude things and like these snide comments and you just don't know how to respond and things like that. So do you have a choice of them telling you these things? Probably not, right? The choice falls on them and they chose poorly by delivering snide comments to you. But what? where does choice play a role in this scenario? You have the choice to react right? You're, you are in control of your reaction. Maybe you are not in control of the circumstances, which is someone berating you for whatever reason, but you are in control of how you react to that person. Now, at the end of the day, is it essential for you to react negatively? Is it really going to benefit you to feel really good about yourself by reacting very aggressively to these comments for the time being? Will you feel good in the long run? Probably not. Right, You are not going to be any better person if you greet them with another snide comment about them and things like that. And again, you have the control. You can either, you can either take the hits and you know, respond calmly and just ignore those things. Or you can take a different direction and you can start a fight and you can keep going and make them feel worse about themselves and things like that. So again, all of these things, all this essentialism talk boils down to control. What you can and can't control. You can't control what people have to say about you, right? Although you may feel that way. It's like, if I change my way this way and that way, then people will think better. We already talked about in a different episode that it doesn't matter what they think about you. And I know it's very hard, right, with all this comparative literature called social media, but you are in control of your own fate. You are in control of your own choices. And these people that are going to be saying these things about you or even different circumstances, if you didn't get the job that you wanted, these are out of your control. But what is in your control? It's how you react, the emotions that may come about a certain in your response to the situation. You can either see it as an opportunity to grow, or you can see it as an opportunity of, you know, you know, depression. Like again, all these choices are in your hands. You have full control of who you want to be and who you're going to become. Right? And that is extremely essential. And there is this weird quote that's going around that really hit me earlier this, this week, actually, is that the quote goes, the real true hell on earth is when the person you became greets uh, your last day on earth. So sorry, the quote goes that the real true hell 
is that your last day on earth is when the person you became finally meets the person that you become. Meaning that if you live life with choices that are acted on short temperedness, that you act very, re- you react very quickly and aggressively and things like that, and you actually at the end of the day turn out to be a person that you didn't want to be, but you did because of the small choices that you made throughout the day, that you know, you're always going to live with this slight regret that when you're greeted with the image of who you wish you had become when you were, again, put in that circumstance that you could have picked a better choice or a better reaction, um, we shouldn't be living with that kind of regret, that we shouldn't be, we should understand that the control is always with us, that we have the final say in something, right? In a given scenario, especially if it's coming from us, that reaction, how you comment on someone, or, you know, if you realize that you're the person that's actually delivering those snipe comments, it is in your control to stop yourself from doing those things, right? So again, going back to essentialism, it is essential. The first principle that's essential for you to know is that you are in control of most, if not all of your life. Now it is up to you to clarify every morning and every night, what are the things that I can control and what are the things I can't control? And it goes back to that quote of saying, stay in your lane, right? You have to really fine tune exactly. And this is a hard exercise for most people of what you can and can't control because there's so many things that we believe we can control. And, you know, as we're pushing and pushing and thinking that we are in control and we find out we're not, we actually just completely deteriorate our energy just by assuming things that we can't control are are, um, in our control at the end of the day because it's exactly the opposite. There are some things that we believe we can't, we can control that we really can't. We ultimately can't, right? Again, how people, people's opinions of you, um, the economy, things, things that are independent variables around you, your circumstances, your external circumstances around you are, you know, some of them are not in your control, but it is in your control to find peace within yourself, to, rearrange your room in the accordance to what you want like we talked about with my mom the other the other episode um how you react to things like your emotions in a given moment right like the choices that you make where you're going to have a salad or you're going to have you know a piece of steak these are things that are in your control what you eat everything but there are much more things that are not in your control that you need to clarify with yourself because your body may believe that you are in control of things that are on this world uncontrollable, right? People's reactions, people's tempers, people's personalities, those are things you can't change. They have to change within themselves, right? Their control, they're in control of their own personalities, their own responses, everything, just like you are in control of your personality, your chan- your choices, everything like that, right? So it is essential, going back to essentialism, it is essential to know that you are in control of a lot more things than you think. On top of that, you are actually not in control of a majority of the things that are happening around you. But within you, you are the captain of your ship. The choices you make internally, right? The emotions, the reactions, everything is up to you, right? What you put in your body, that's it's up to you, right? So going back to essentialism, essentialism is an important topic that I feel like should have its own series of episodes. So the first thing is, what you are in control of and what you're not in control of. 
and you know we're going to move on and kind of expound more on what essentialism is but essentialism is a, is i was going to say essentially essentialism is what matters to you right, right reinvigorates you and we've said this at surface level in previous episodes but what is really essential to you what will really keep you going and for some people it's like treating themselves out every week like once a week and things like that or even you know like having a cheat day or two a week or spending time with particular people. Those are what are essential. And this goes beyond materialistic things. So we're going to talk about this essentialism part. Again, the book that I'm referring to is called Essentialism by Greg McCohen. I'm always going to include, by the way, I'm going to always include the book titles and the authors in the episode description. So in the case that you actually want to pursue actually reading the, this material that we're talking about, then you can, you know, go on Amazon or shout out to thriftbooks.com because thriftbooks.com really saves you a lot of money. So my recommendation on top of the essentialism and what you're in control of and not in control of is to find the Amazon listing of a book. If you're really going to read these books, by the way, find the Amazon listing of the book and find the price if you're a prime member and then go to thriftbooks, thrift, thriftbooks.com, right? and look at the same book and try to cross-reference the pricing. Because honestly, it's the same book, it's the same words most of the time, but you're actually saving a lot of money. So hopefully um, for my you know my frugal people out there or my minimal people out there, which is another episode we're gonna talk about, minimalism versus frugality, which is really important. Um, you can use that tool, so you're welcome. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just playing. So I'm really glad to be back. I don't know why it feels like such a long, long time of since I last talked to you guys. I really miss you guys. I, I wholeheartedly did. Um, so hopefully none of what I'm saying and how I'm reacting and, and talking sounds artificial because this is all from the heart. Um, I had a really good talk with Uncle Mike in Florida uh, and he gave me good feedback about um, you know, topics and, you know, the, the time limits to topics because you don't want to hear this voice for too long, you know, and maybe I'll implement some, you know, accents. I can do really good, like, Shrek accents. I'm just saying, just saying, just putting it out there. Want to be a voice actor. Looking at you, DreamWorks. Nah, How to Train Dragon 4, Shrek 4. Bring it back, please. So, yeah, thank you, Uncle Mike, for this. And shout out to my Florida family especially um johnny ppac everyone again like you know i don't the reach of this podcast isn't that big like we you know to tell you but i just really wanted to give a special you know thank you to them especially on camera because i feel like i don't say thank you enough but thank you guys for listening this is one more time a drop in a big bucket of conversation of essentialism essentially right so the next time you see a person walking down with like a like a teal sweatshirt that says essentialist or essential on it, remind yourself of what is really essential to you. It's not going to be materialistic things. Those will decay greatly over time, right? When you buy a car, it's going to decrease in value right when you turn on the engine the first time, a new car, right? So keep that in mind. Yeah, there's a lot of things to keep in mind, but remain optimistic, sarcastically optimistic. Wow, that was gross. That was gross. You got to admit, that was pretty gross. I just thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen. I wanted to keep my episodes bite-sized and really short just to accommodate you guys that are, you know, commuting to work and the commute's not that far and those that get tired of my voice 
And I really want to extend this conversation to the utmost, right? And want to make it the knowledge in which we are discussing kind of something that you can actually indulge in. You know, you can binge these episodes if you want, but I don't want to talk for too long just for the sake of you and respect for your own time. Um, Because I know you guys are all busy people, busy people. And if you're my student listening to this, do your homework, please. We have a quiz on Monday. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's Monday. All right, everyone. Figure out what are you in control of and what are you not in control of? Because that is the first principle towards what we call essentialism. Thank you. Muchas gracias for everything, for all the time that you spend with me, because you help me not feel alone as well in this big, big, big world. So thank you very much. I love you guys. You guys are the greatest. I will catch you on the flippity flop. I don't know why I say that, but goodbye. Baby, 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 why you always smoke a J, but like some watch man that make him through through the pad I'm trying to play. A Super Smash Bros, what you know? Wait to let me pick Luke Carver, yo. You don't even know what I'm saying. A B, a B, and down B, now be playing. Playing, praying. Anything with you, baby girl, it's a date.